This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. This is MS Momentum, the radio show for people with MS, their family, whānau and support people. Now, with MS, today you've just got me, I'm sorry, um, again I'm Valerie, the field officer, you will know me or not, depending on how lucky you are. So I've been doing lots of reading, lots of going to Zooms and listening to podcasts um, to find information for you guys, as I always do. And something came up in a um, recording I was listening to, and it was about massage. And I thought potentially potentially massage is very good for spasticity, so that's all the, the cramping and the tightening in your muscles. And I thought, well, massage, is, it's not just massage, is it? Because there's reflexology, there's being able to give yourself a little self-massage in your hands or your legs or wherever. Physios sometimes give us massage if we've hurt ourselves. And acupuncture for pain is another thing that might be quite good at, at um, trying to use because a lot of people with MS do have pain as well. I've tried acupuncture. I don't like needles, but actually it was quite good and it did it did relax my muscles. So that might be an option. If you're going to look at going to a massage person, ask your friends and family if they know anybody because I think that's the best way to find a good masseuse is to get recommended by one. It's not currently covered by any payments, but um, I do think a massage is a very good nice wee self-care option and if it's going to help with your muscles and the bit of spasticity then all the better so one of the other things that you can do to help yourself is to go walking outside for 10 to 20 minutes a day now walking I know some of you have many issues with walking so you can go out in your wheelchair and go around the block or you can sit outside any time outside in the sun is a good option but limit it to 10 or 20 minutes a day because it's about getting your vitamin D but it's also about not overdoing it in the sunshine we know that we don't people with MS don't do temperature well whether that's hot or cold but actually knowing you're too hot so if you're going outside 10 minutes max for sunshine the rest of the time you're going to have your hat on thanks and some sunblock and all the rest of the things that I've already told you you probably need. Now, but just before I pre-recorded the show, I listened to Professor Gavin Giovannoni again, and he was talking about migraines and headaches, and that one in three people with, with MS have a migraine or a headache. So it's really, so it's really, really common. And migraines can wipe people out for a couple of days. So he has suggested, because he is he is a neurologist and he's also has a very special interest in MS, that um, you talk to your GP or neurologist if you if you're having headaches or migraines excessively. I don't. I think a migraine is excessive at any point. Um, and to keep a headache or migraine diary so that you can show your GP or neurologist when you go to them to help assess you which is, you know, if you keep that diary and then can show them that you're having a headache every second day or that things are getting worse, you know, um, or when they're happening, there might be a time with something else you're doing and you might not realise that until you write it down and keep a note of it. And I know that's hard. Have a notebook. 
with you all the time. It's just it's what I do to keep right things down. And the other thing that he said, which I, which hadn't occurred to me, and um, is that sometimes oral medications aren't as effective for migraines because migraines can affect your stomach. So I didn't know that, and I'm not sure how many of you know that if you suffer with migraines, that the migraine itself can affect the gastrointestinal tracts, which is your t- stomach, obviously, which can lead to delayed and unpredictable gastric emptying, which means that the drugs don't get into your system as easily or effectively as they otherwise would. So that might be something to talk to your GP about as well. He's talking about oral medications in this instance. So there might be another way you can get that medication for your migraine, which might help. And the thing he did say also is that exercise is fantastic for migraines. Well, we know that people with MS and exercise have issues. So exercise again, it's one of my favourite things to bang on about. But it is the one thing you can do that will improve your quality of life with MS the most. Getting into a routine or a pattern can be hard. So part of exercising is keeping up with your routine, which is tricky as a tricky thing, I know, and particularly at this time of year when we're out of routine because people are visiting or we're visiting or all those social events and things that we get into. But just bear in mind that, you know, exercise is really important. We know this, we all know this, but keeping it up can be really hard. And if, you, if, at, first you, if at first you don't succeed, try again. It's hard, but you need to do it. And the benefits of exercise for migraines, for general quality of life, are huge. So I'm going to now bang on about the pandemic a wee bit. Because I've been to zillions of Zooms or Teams meetings or things like that about the COVID, um, about how we're dealing with it in the community, about what's happening in the ministry and in the health system and all of those things. The benefit of me going to all those things is you don't have to. So I can, I went to one about the pandemic and it was about the vaccine passes and the, what do they call it, the COVID protection framework, which is the traffic light system. So most of you should have a vaccine pass by now. If you haven't um, and you're having trouble getting hold of your vaccine pass, then give me a wee tingle on 027-88-99035. We'll see if you have a tech-savvy relative that can help you out. But you can do it over the phone, which is which is great. One of the things the woman, Sheree is her name, who organised the vaccine pass said was that having a separate email account is really important because... If um, they're wanting and they were wanting to tie up the vaccine passes with their NHI numbers, and because we all have individual NHI numbers, which are national health numbers, um, that that's why people need to have an individual email, and that can be quite tricky. And I understand that, but she did say getting a vaccine pass on behalf of somebody else will be much easier next year. So that's that's actually really good news because I know some families share emails and things. So with the vaccine pass, when they are scanned at venues, like when you go in to get your coffee or you go wherever you go and they're scanned, all the person that is scanning them sees is a green tick. They might see your name, 
but all they see is a green tick and they are not allowed to keep that data. So that's why you may be scanned every time you go somewhere is because that data isn't kept. So that's for our privacy and that's really important because it is illegal for any any coffee shop or anything like that to be keeping your data. So I know someone once I talked to someone and they were a bit concerned about um, that they'd been scanned in and they went and got a coffee and, and they weren't sure what happened to their data after that. But it's not kept. It is great that they don't have to keep it and they've done it deliberately like that. Your privacy is protected and that's where the government was coming from with the scans for the vaccines is that at all times your privacy is protected. And the other thing is your booster shots are automatically updated on the pass. So if you've had your two vaccine shots and you've gone for your booster, you don't have to let anyone know that's done automatically. So that's great because that's another obstacle could be in the way. Now, if you're getting a travel certificate, these are quite different things. So you'd need one of these if you were going overseas. And they have a lot more information on them because they have to meet the international standards. And um, so that they have a lot more data and they're a lot, a lot more um, chunky with information, really. They also look quite different. And you have to have separate. You can't, the travel certificate can't be a VAX pass and a VAX pass can't be a travel certificate. So at the time of recording, three and a half million of us have vaccine passes, which is great news because it means we can get out and about in the community a bit more and get to see those loved ones that are a bit far away. Now, by the 1st of June next year, 2022, not far away now, all of our current passes will be expired. And they are hoping by then that the, the process of getting one will be more streamlined. You can get one delivered to you by post if you can't um, get onto the internet or something then you can get one delivered to you by the post office and that's they are making them as accessible as they possibly can so and also currently currently so this is early mid December I'm saying this 93% of our entire population have have been vaccinated so that is excellent news because this is the best way forward for us to ensure that our health systems can cope. The pandemic will come. I mean, we're sitting quite nicely in Otago at the minute and there's no sign of it. Now, please, if you meet any Aucklanders, do be nice to them. They're all vaccinated mostly and the ones that aren't won't be travelling anyway. Now, we have a collection of musical devices, really, for you to listen to today. They're all... A bit random, as you know, I'm quite random. So this will not be a surprise. So the first up is the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra featuring Bryony Gibson Cornish on viola, conducted by Hamish McKeach, and it is a fantastic song called Flinger Mango Tango. You can't say that very quickly. From 2017. It's just delicious.
That was Flinger Mango Tango by the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra featuring Bryony Gibson Cornish on viola, conducted by Hamish McKeish. I heard that the other day and I just thought it was the most delicious piece of music. And next musical choice is an old favourite and one of the few songs I know all the words to. It's Amazing Grace. But with 200 bagpipes at the Military Tattoo in Berlin in 2021 with the amazing voice of Carl Ellis. Oh, 
next musical choice is Mahalia Jackson, live at the 1958 Newport Jazz Festival, just because she was amazing. She was a gospel singer and fairly blooming fantastic. And this is Didn't It Rain. Mm Mahalia Jackson, live at the Newport 1958 Jazz Festival, which is from a movie of the same name, which is just amazing. Um, the Amazing Grace was made, chosen to make you use your tissues, actually, because I can't hear Amazing Grace without crying, so I thought it was fair to share that. Now, I did talk a little bit about COVID, and I'm going to, I'm afraid, talk about it more. So if you become unwell with COVID, you have to get tested. We all do. It's currently not a very pleasant test, but hopefully we'll have another little one. And the COVID welfare line, the number is 0800 512 337. If you become unwell 
and you think you might have COVID, please ring that line. The COVID health line is 0800 358 5453. So the welfare line is different. If you become unwell and you can't get out, MSD will be the people that look after you. You'll get a phone call every day. If you become worse, then you'll probably get tripped off to hospital, but they're trying to keep us out, keep the health system um, less clogged up. Although I did read on the 15th of December that the government is putting quite a lot of money into getting more local hospitals, more beds, starting in 2022. So that's excellent news. Um, if you do become unwell... Really do, and we need to look after. You need to look after yourselves, thanks, and you need to have a plan in place if you do become unwell. Um, for your carers, for you, what would happen if your carer became unwell? What would happen to your animals? All those sorts of things that we need to take into consideration. What would happen to the kids? Um, you know, and your friends and everything. So, if you have carers come in. Please make sure that they are vaccinated um, just to keep you safe and to keep your family safe as well. We need to stick to our routines. So, you know, I think if you become unwell with COVID, then you're going to be in like a mini lockdown. So we've already done lockdowns a few times before, so we know the drill. Make sure you've got enough things to keep you occupied, whether that be paints, um, any arts and crafts stuff you do, movies, whatever it is that's going to keep you happy whilst you're isolating. This has been MS Momentum with your field officer Valerie. I do take care of yourselves. I'll be back in the office on the 17th of January and I look forward to seeing people in the flesh next year. Take care. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.